Well, praise the Lord. Amen. She glad to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. That's some of us. I appreciate it. We are we're thankful today. You know, sometimes when people have a big day, they uh, slough off and don't come to church. But uh, we've got a young couple here today, Dale Dawes and Emma Snyder. Stand up over there. They have been engaged this weekend, and they're in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Appreciate them. It's so great to see young people who are following the Lord. I appreciate them so much. Uh, let's see, where are we at? We're in church, aren't we? All right. Well, look at Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 6. And uh, we'll start a series this morning on the hope is here. Hope is here. Uh, people are always saying, I hope, I hope. Let me, let me tell you, that's what Christmas is all about. Jesus is already here. He's already amongst us. He's already helping us here. And, uh, uh, and, and we just praise God for the fact that he's already here. Now, he's going to come. Uh, even in form, and we're going to be caught up to meet him. There are greater days ahead. But in, in uh, Isaiah, all four of these uh, uh, sermons will be in Isaiah. Today, the people of darkness, beginning in verse 2. Would you stand, please, in honor of God's holy, inspired, inerrant, all-sufficient word. The Bible says, The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death Upon them hath the light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation, and yet not increased the joy. They, they joy before thee according to the joy in harvest, and as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder. The rod of his oppressor is in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise. Garments rolled in blood, but this shall be a, with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Father, thank you this morning how blessed we've been with the music. Thank you for, Lord, just letting us gather here one more time to worship you and to exalt you. Lord, uh, we're looking for you to come any moment. But Lord, help us with our last breath to praise and glorify the King of kings and Lord of lords. I'd ask you this morning, Lord, let people not see me. Lord, may they see you high and lifted up. God, may they hear your voice. May they heed the Holy Spirit's calling upon their lives today. Whatever that means. We'll praise you and thank you and glorify you in the name above every name, the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Some years ago, uh, uh, an American astronaut climbed down a ladder and put his feet upon the moon. And the President of the United States of America said the greatest event in human history is when man put his feet first upon the moon. All due respect to the President, the greatest event in human history was not when man put his feet on the moon, but when Almighty God came down and put his foot on this earth. That's the greatest thing that's ever happened upon the face of this earth. And we call that Christmas. Christmas. 
Dr. John Phillips said the great mystery of the manger is this, that God should be able to translate deity into humanity without either discarding the deity or distorting the humanity. You say, how was he God, man, and God at the same time? <laughs> That'll be a great question when we get to heaven. Uh, but I don't know the answer to it. I don't think anybody else here knows the answer either. Uh, not for sure. But Isaiah gives us hope and comfort to the people of Israel. And uh, Jesus brings hope and comfort to the world that we live in today. There's some parallels uh, between uh, Israel and between where we are. This year, 2023, has been, been a year like I've never experienced before. I, I, I know COVID was everybody's, you know, oh, you know, but I got through COVID, you know. I, we we uh, did all right, and, and uh, uh, it, it made a lot of changes. I think people are using it for an excuse to change anything they want to change now, but, uh, but, but COVID was a, was a different ball game. And, uh, uh, but, but I want to tell you, this year, it's been a traumatic year uh, just for me because as a pastor, we have lost so many great warriors of the Lord from this church. Uh, one of them we'll be having a memorial service for uh, uh, Saturday with Ms. Laquita. Laquita, uh, she, she's laughing right now at me because I never could get her name right. Uh, they're not a sweeter lady. That, I mean, you go into a room feeling depressed and downhearted and and you left there excited. Uh, and and we're, we're, we're going to miss those things. And we've missed it a lot. It's been a tremendous year in many ways, and yet it's been a traumatic year in many ways. We're hoping there'll come a day when we'll know what to do. I mean, my goodness, we, we, we say you need to take a vaccine. No, you don't need to take a vaccine. You need to wear a mask. No, you don't need to wear a mask. Well, we don't know the answers to those things. And, and the, sometimes... You know, it's been traumatic because some of the people that we've trusted to give us straight answers have lied to us. And they've not given us straight answers. And even, it, well, it, it's just been a traumatic year. But the truth is, Jesus, Christmas is about hope. It's about hope. Our hope is built on nothing less. Let me, let me tell you, when you get down to the bottom, and you hit the bottom of the rocks, you're going to find out that the bottom rock down there is Jesus, and you can build on him. And that's what our assurance is today. The word advent is derived from the Latin word adventus, which means coming. It's a translation of the Greek word parousia. And uh, uh, the year, actually, for advent begins next Sunday. Now, we don't, sometimes we do go by advent, sometimes we don't. We're not this year here, but... Uh, uh, we'll be thinking about Advent as we go through this whole series, and then we'll culminate everything on Christmas Eve morning. There'll be two morning services, not here. Oh, the first service will be at Mason Creek at 9.30, and the second service will be here at 10.45. And we'll have a Lord's Supper and a candlelight service both those days to celebrate uh, Christmas, and then we'll enjoy the times with our family there. The Bible says in Acts 2, 17, it shall come to pass in those last days. I was looking up just, you know, I was studying for this message, but man, that just hit me. Last days. I wonder what that's like. Uh, and I started running a concordance of it. I got to preach a sermon. I preach a series on the last days. We believe we're in the last days. 
And uh, a lot of things are going to happen in the last days. Men are going to become lovers of themselves. The, there's going to be a great falling away. And yet the Bible says here that in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Then Hebrews 1, 2, Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. The present situation of the church today in these last days is almost identical to the situation of the nation Israel. They were walking in darkness, waiting for a Messiah to redeem them and deliver them. We're walking in basically darkness today, and we're waiting for Jesus not to come the first time. He came the first time as a baby. He came the first time to deliver salvation. But he's coming this time as King of kings and Lord of lords. He's coming this time to rule and to reign upon the world and upon the earth. And so we're excited about the fact that Jesus is going to come again. Israel looked back at what God had done, especially bringing them out of Egypt, the Exodus. They looked at that. And they realized the blessings of God. And they were thankful for what God had done. This is a time. This time right now between Thanksgiving and Christmas is one of the most opportune times to share Jesus. Uh, Brother Dale was sharing this morning. I uh, added on to it there over at Mason Creek. 93% of the people in church have never shared Jesus with anybody. 93% never shared Christ, period, with anybody. Would to God we could lower that figure this time because we've had Thanksgiving. People are in a mood. They, they, they thank God. They've been blessed. We're headed toward Christmas, a glorious time of the year, and this time in between is one of the most opportune times for people to listen to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And yet many of those people are wandering around in darkness. They're in darkness, just like the nation of Israel. Uh, Diedrich Bonhoeffer said this. <laughs> he he kind of takes you for a loop here. The celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul. Mm. They know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and they look forward to something greater to come. You see, if you think you've arrived, you think you've got everything you need, you think you're on top of the world right now, Christmas, it, this, this time doesn't mean anything to you. But if you realize this morning that you've been a sinner, that there's no way in the world you could be saved except through the blood of Jesus Christ, you realize every one of us in this place, there's none righteous, no, not one. Romans says all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And when you realize your condition, we, we think in our mind, boy, that old boy is close with God because he's walking around strutting and he's righteous and he's just a good guy. No, 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 no. Let me tell you, the closer you get to God, the more you're going to realize how great God is and how small you are. And so when you realize who you are, man, it really makes Advent come to life because of Christmas. Now, let's look at this here uh, this morning quickly here. First of all, I want you to see the people of darkness. Verse 1, we didn't read it, but it talks about the nation Israel 
The dimness shall not be such as was uh, in her vexation, when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan in Galilee of the nations. Now what he's simply saying here is all of Israel is going to suffer defeat. All of them. They would be people who would walk in darkness. Now listen to me this morning. Darkness does not mean the absence of light. That's not what he's talking about here. When he's saying they'll walk in darkness, what he's saying is God will hide his face from them. They're not going to see God for 400 years. They're not going to hear God. They're not going to understand anything. They're going to feel the presence of the Lord. God is going to hide himself. The people are walking in darkness. All around us today is darkness and darkness. God, help us as a church to stand up and be the light in the middle of a dark world today. I understand Jesus is coming again. I understand the second coming. I understand things are going to get worse. I understand all that. But that don't mean things have to get worse here. We can still praise the Lord. We can still worship God. Hmm. David, in Psalm 13, cried this out when they were in uh, uh, darkness. They were in uh, another land. They had been defeated. He said, how long, O Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? We've got folks that are living out their lives just like that. They're asking, how long, God? How long have I got to go through this? Why, why does this have to happen to me? Why is this happening here? Why am I having to go through this? And they've lost all sense that God is with them, that God is near them. They have no hope. They don't believe. Darkness will lead to defeat. It'll lead to defeat. Israel is going to be humbled. The Bible says, you know why they were living in darkness? Because of their sin. See, we don't want to mention sin anymore. We don't dare preach on sin. Now, you know we don't honor that around here. We preach on sin all the time. Bunch of sinners. Uh, <clears throat> we understand. I mean, it, it just when you get to the place where you think you don't have any sin, buddy, you, you've come to a, a really dangerous place in dealing with spiritual matters. Uh, we live in the darkness of addiction today. People hide, and they hope no one discovers them. Uh, they, on Facebook, they call it ghosting you. You have people that just simply, you, they disappear. They don't want anything. They don't want anybody to know anything about them. They're, 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 listen to me. Many times, those are people that don't want to be embarrassed and don't want to, so they just drop out. They drop out. Could I just share with you? Man, this is a loving church, and this is a praying church. And this, if you've got addictions, if you've got problems, we celebrate recovery is one of our avenues. We'll counsel our staff. We'll, we'll, this is a place where you can come for encouragement and help. It's not a place to avoid. We're all in this thing together. And there may be some pompous people in this place that think your sin is worse than theirs. But I guarantee you, according to the Word of God, your sin will take you to hell just as quick as theirs will. Amen. 
Ron, you're losing your place, son. <laughs> so many people today have given up hope. They're defeated. Never a week goes by that I don't talk with somebody. I say, preacher, what's the use? My husband died, and I'm here. My kids won't come see me. My, my, I got problems with my child. I, I've got accidents, and there's tragic circumstances and all. What, 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 what's the use? What's the use? Don't let the devil blind you and make you live in defeat. Darkness will lead you to defeat, but darkness will also lead you to discouragement. The lack of confidence or enthusiasm. The, the people of Israel had lost hope. Boy, when you lose the sense of the presence of God in your life and in your church, you lose hope really quick. You become very discouraged. You lose the enthusiasm. And what happens then, you don't want nobody to know you lost that enthusiasm. So you go through the same rituals and the same motions that, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great today. Praise the Lord. Line, line, line. You don't want nobody to know that. And so you're putting on a show and you're going through the rituals. And you can do that for a few weeks or a few months maybe. But then it becomes overbearing. And you lose all hope. And you're completely discouraged. You not only darkness can bring defeat, darkness brings discouragement, but darkness brings disillusionment. <laughs> you know what these people are asking here? Lord, how can this be? How, how, why are you doing this to us? Why, it's like over in the book of Habakkuk. You remember when God said, uh, Habakkuk, I'm going to let the Chaldeans uh, uh, overthrow Israel, and you're going to live in, under a tyrant there? And, and Habakkuk said, Oh, Lord, that's crazy. You're not going to do that. I'm going to sit here until you explain to me what you're going to do. You ever been there? You didn't know what was happening? Nobody could give a good answer for it. You're saying, Lord, what, what, why? Why? I'm just trying to raise a family. I'm just trying to do right. I'm, I'm trying to balance between spiritual and between the world. And let me tell you, the world is drawing and drawing and drawing. We don't do that very much in the church. We're embarrassed to ask people to do things here. Or I am. I, I've never asked anybody to do anything I didn't, want to do, I didn't do myself. But the world asks you to do all kinds of things. Defeat. Discouragement, disillusionment. Now listen, I will be real careful here because darkness will come to defeat. Darkness will bring discouragement. Darkness will bring disillusionment. And if you don't deal with those, if you don't deal with the defeat and the discouragement and the disillusionment, your darkness will bring depression. It's a word nobody wants to hear. The word I despise. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. But if you leave defeat and discouragement unattended, it almost always leads to depression. And depression is despondency. It's a, it's a lack of joy and it's a lack of happiness here. And a depressed person will live in a gloominess and think that they don't deserve anything. Oh, my soul, have mercy. Please get in the Word of God. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're made in the image of God. 
God loved you so much that he gave his son to die on Calvary for your sin so that you could have everlasting life. He loves you so much. Don't let depression get a hold of you. Now, there's nothing wrong with depression. You go through the Word of God. All kinds of prophets had depression. Preachers have depression. Let me tell you, I get depressed every morning. I, you know, I wake up on Monday morning depressed. And I need four or five hours of Andy Griffin to get me just back on the right ground and get me going back in the right direction. We Baptists have mixed it up. We got it backwards. We believe when somebody comes to church, what we got to do is put them to work. Because when you put them to work, they'll have joy. The Greek word for that is hogwash. <laughs> you see, you got to get the joy before you get to work. If you don't have the joy of the Lord, the work is going to become cumbersome. The work is going to become where you can't handle it. I mean, there's some tough jobs in the church of the New Testament. I never will forget. This has been 20 years ago. I first came here on a, on a Wednesday night after this church had called me, and I came here the first Wednesday night to, to be here. And I just kind of watching what was going on, you know, around. And they were feeding uh, the people in the uh, fellowship hall there. It was a gym at that time. And uh, the same lady was feeding them there that's still feeding them now, Miss Sheila. And this lady walks up. This is my first time here. This lady walks up and she said, I'll tell you right now, there's too much cheese in the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and I thought, you remember that? I thought, dear God, how do you get too much cheese in the macaroni and cheese? I mean, the more cheese, I mean, you know, most churches just put a little bit of cheese because they're tight. Cheese is expensive. But she had plenty of cheese. And I, listen to me. If you want to serve on the properties committee here or you want to serve on the hostess committee, the, the Wednesday night supper committee, you better be spirit-filled walking with the Holy Ghost of God every day because it, people will jerk the spirit off of you on those two. I guarantee you, you better be spirit-filled if you're going to work on one of them. Mm. Darkness leads to depression. I am not saying counselors are not important. I'm not saying medicine's not important. I, I'm, I'm living because of medicine right now, probably. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that when you've come to the very bottom of your life, there's only one person who can lift you up, and that's Jesus Christ. These others can all help, and they can all be an addition to you, and they can give you a jump start, but I want to tell you, you're not going to make it without Jesus. He's what's going to do it. When Israel was taken captive to Babylon, Psalms 137, the Bible says they lost their song. The older I get, uh, the more I, I just like a song. <laughs> All my staff laughs at me because we sing, I love to tell the story. Well, once I memorize those words, I can't think of anything else. Uh, that's why we sing that thing over and over. No, I love that song. I love to tell the story. My aunt, Aunt Esther May, always hummed. Always hummed a song. Irritate me to no end. I mean, the radio would be on 
and we'd be singing I'll Fly Away and she's humming uh, Glory Land, you know, and I'm thinking, hey, that's me. the radio's on. Well, this is a song that God gave me. Listen to me. Don't lose your song. The devil would love to take your song away from you. Music is one of the most comforting things. All you got to do is look in the Bible. I'm not telling you you have to sing good or anything. I'm just telling you when you let godly music flow through you, it will soothe your soul. It's a blessing. Psalm 137, when Babylon captured Israel, they said, we hung our harps upon the willows in the midst of it. We gave up our pianos and our organs and our drums and our guitars, and we've lost our song. We gave it all up. He said, for those who carried us away captive, they asked of us a song. And to those who plundered us requested myrrh, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. I believe that the Babylonians were being sarcastic. I believe they just probably heard him saying, Sing the wondrous grace of Jesus. Or maybe, Come thou fount of every blessing. And they were praising the Lord and everybody was loving it and it was all great. And now they're captive. And the Babylonians just say, hey, you Baptists down there at Woodland Hills, you used to sing those songs on Sunday morning, and you'd raise your hands, and you'd clap, and you'd just be all excited. Sing us one of those songs. Sing us one of those songs now that you're a captive. The Bible says, the psalmist said, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? Only through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the darkness. People who walk in darkness. Let, let, me, let me turn this thing around and give you the great news today. The hope of Jesus. It's a mystery. The godliness for the passage from which the text is taken. It says, unto us a child is born. And I wonder to myself, what, what can a child do? Unto us, a child is born. I mean, a child can't even walk. He can't talk. He can't swallow whole food. He, he's newborn. He, he trembles when he tries to walk. What, what, what can a child do? For unto us, a child is given. Whoop-de-doo. What does that mean? Well, that next verse, somehow or another, in my 70 years, I've never put it together. But unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given oh he's talking about Jesus here he's talking about our salvation a man he is a child born as God is the son given he comes down from on high and he's given by God to be our redeemer and there behold the wonder his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty God wow he's a great light John 1, 4 says that in him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And then over in John 8, 12, Jesus spoke to him, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Hallelujah. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. We have salvation. That's the hope 
that brings salvation. Verse 3 says that it has multiplied the nation. The nation of Israel would be enlarged. Salvation would be opened up to Gentiles and, and Jews alike and to every person. All humanity has fallen into sin and all have sinned and everyone needs salvation. If I were to ask you, and several years ago I did a, a marriage retreat thing and I had 20 couples there and at the break time I just put on each one of them's desk a, a, a little card that said, tell me one thing that would make your marriage better. Just one thing that would make your marriage better. 16 out of those 20 couples wrote, if I just had another $50 a month or a little bit more money every month, it would make our marriage better. That's, that's just not true. If you had that, you would spend more money and you'd be in the same boat. That, that's just common sense. But what we need to make our marriages better is to make Jesus the Lord of our homes. Our salvation, people are walking around, and, and listen, I, I, hmm. man, these are rough days. I, I just pray for your preachers, for Brother Case and myself, because there's such a fine line. I don't want you to ever think that I'm trying to downplay your salvation. If you've been saved, let me tell you, you're sealed to the day of redemption. Nobody can take that away from you. The devil or nobody else. I can stand here and prove that until Jesus comes. Nobody. But I want to tell you, you better be really sure this morning. Because the surest way to know you're saved is a changed life after you've been saved. And if you're walking in the same sin and you're walking with the same attitude and you're walking with the same spirit that you've had all your life, the first thing you ought to be doing this morning is saying, Lord Jesus, did I really get saved or has the devil deceived me like he's going to deceive many others? Because your salvation is the most important thing you'll ever decide in your life. Nothing is more important. Mm. He gives us salvation. He gives us joy. They, the Bible says in verse 3, They joy before thee according to the joy and harvest, and as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. I mean, it's like a, a harvest, a great harvest or a successful hunt. And Jesus came to, comes to bring the joy. And on the night that he was born, the angels sang, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that will be for all the people. These things I've spoken unto you, that you may be, your joy may be made full in John 15, verse 11. You see, you can have happiness. You can get a new car and you can be happy about it. Drive it down to Sam's, let somebody go ahead and ding the door on it. Because it's going to happen. That'll make you sicker than having a wreck. I mean, you got a brand new car. It don't affect the way it drives. It don't affect the way it rides. It don't affect nothing about that car. But you got a ding in your brand new car. And you'll be ticked off. It's going to make you unhappy. But you see, the joy that the Lord brings is deep-rooted. It, 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 listen, <laughs> he gives it. He brings us salvation. He brings us joy. And then third thing is he brings us deliverance. Verse 4, thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, is in the day of Midian. The Jews looked for a military hero to come in and uh, uh, wipe out the Romans and, and restore everything to them. And they were disappointed because they didn't get it. 
But you see, they didn't understand that they got something far greater than a military leader. They got salvation. They got joy. They got deliverance. Jesus came to do more than just deliver us physically. He came to deliver us eternally, forever. And then the last thing that's here is he, he comes to bring peace. Peace with God, peace with man. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. What a joy to know the peace that passeth all understanding. Maybe you've never laid your head down at night and been able to just have peace. You say, Preacher, I'm worried about what's happening in the Middle East. I'm not worried about it at all. God's got it under control. God's got it under control. We, we, we've got to trust him. We've got to trust him. I heard of Anna who died, and his widow spent every dime she had to put up a, a gravestone, tombstone at the grave. And uh, on that tombstone, it people just talk about how beautiful it was. She had spent a fortune on it. And she had this little saying on it, rest in peace. It was beautiful. And then they did the wheel. Read the wheel. He didn't leave her a dime. Well, you know she got mad. She raised some money, went back out, and had another little statement added on to that one. It said, rest in peace till I come. <laughs> oh, listen. We hope for all these good things to happen, the ends of medicine. But, but let me tell you something. Uh, they can find an end to AIDS. They can find an end to COVID. They, they, all that's possible. But there's still going to be illness after that. There's still going to be sickness. There's still going to be heart troubles. There's still going to be trials. There's still going to be tribulations. Preacher, I just don't know how much more I can take. Just hold on till he comes. When he comes, everything's going to be different. It's going to be the happiest day of our lives for those who know the Lord Jesus Christ. For those who don't, it's going to be one of the saddest days that has ever been recorded. I love Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. The Bible says, Arise, shine. For your light is come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. I would encourage you today, if you've not been saved, then be saved today. Be saved today. You say, I don't understand all of it. I don't either. I don't understand a lot of things. I, you've heard me tell you before, I, my biggest mystery is how a brown cow can eat green grass and put out white milk. I don't understand that. Huh? I don't understand flipping the switch and electricity comes on. I don't understand that. But I still take advantage of it. And I don't understand everything God's done for me except this just one thing. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Maybe this morning, though, you're here and 
You say, well, I know I've been saved, preacher. Are you wandering in darkness? Are you, are you, are you on the road leading to the Lord Jesus Christ, leading others to Jesus? Are you in a vicious cycle? Lord, I'm not going to do that anymore. And then you do it again. Lord, I'm not going to do that anymore. And then you do it again. Father, we're grateful this morning for the opportunity you give us to make a decision one more time. We don't take that lightly because we believe we are in the last days. And Lord, we're looking for you to come at any moment. I pray there'll not be a person that leaves this church today that is not prepared to meet you. Whatever it may take, whatever they have to do, would you help them? to make the decision to follow you. Lord, don't let them come because a preacher asked them to come. If they're not drawn by the Holy Ghost of God, I pray they'll not move at all. But if your Holy Spirit is in this place, and I believe you are, Lord, you're working in lives right now. You're knocking on hearts' doors right now. Lord, I just ask you to make it so strong that they can't refuse you right now. They have to come and follow you. May your will be done in every life. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with me? We have this invitation time. We'll greet you here. Come on. Oh, my tomorrows and all my past, Jesus. Jesus is Lord.
said? Amen. Amen. Would you be seated just for a moment? Let me catch you up on some announcements here. Uh, first of all, if you're one of our first-time guests, be sure you go by the Connection Center. Got some fresh homemade cookies there for you. Honestly, I don't want you to go by there. If you don't go by, I may get one of them before I get to go home, but they're worth it. I guarantee you, you'll love it. Tonight's evening service, Genesis 12, Seeking the Will of God. Brother Case will be preaching. Have a great time tonight at 6 o'clock. Don't forget, if you haven't voted yet, out in the connection centers, there's voting boxes. We're voting on two things this morning, the proposed 2024 budget and then the proposed schedule change uh, starting in January. So please vote on those two things before you leave here. Uh, we don't have proxy voting, so you can't vote for Aunt Mary. If she's not here, uh, she can't vote. So just vote one time, one ballot. Don't be like the state of Georgia and, and hide. We're not going to hide them or anything. Uh, the winner is going to be the winner. <laughs> uh, it's amazing what comes out after all this, you know. Uh, so be sure and go vote. Christmas trees. Uh, we've sold over 40-ish, uh, mid-40s or something thus far. So we're, we're doing good. We've got another 150 to sell. Uh, and so uh, I, I'm going to make you a deal. We don't sell trees on Sunday. That's the Lord's day. Not going to do it. But, <laughs> uh, no, I should say and, shouldn't I? <laughs> we don't sell trees on Sunday, but the Lord, and the Lord gave us a blessing last night. We had prayed. <laughs> I had prayed. Several of us had prayed. Lord, what we need is a real light, just a little sprinkling shower. And God did that for us last night. Trees are pow. It's just Man, they're smelling really good. So if you want to go over this afternoon, the trees are marked, and pick out your tree, put it in your truck, take it home with you. You can do uh, an offering thing, envelope, or you can call the church office, or you can do website and pay your money or whatever. You get a 10% discount if you do that because you're here this morning. And you can, you know, bring anybody you want to. Just, you know, the faster they're gone, the better it is. Uh, and we've got a lot more trees than that. We've got that many. We've got more than that stacked in a trailer ready to go out. So feel free to take every tree we've got over there. Uh, but uh, if you want to do that this afternoon sometime or tonight, help yourself. Uh, that would be, you say, preacher, you don't think somebody's going to steal the tree? No, you better not. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> now, <laughs> those are really nice trees. Uh, I know you can get cheaper trees, but you can't get a tree that will benefit Woodland Hills Christian Academy uh, without buying one of those. So help us with that. We thank God for our academy. Okay, adult game night is moved to Mason Creek this week on Friday night, 6 to 9 at Mason Creek. And then next Saturday, we had a blast here yesterday. Santa Claus was here and Miss Claus, and uh, we had the train ride. We had a carol ride. Uh, free hot chocolate and cider. We're going to do the same thing next Saturday, 10 to 2. And just come bring your kids. Even if you've already bought a tree, come fellowship. Uh, in fact, starting tomorrow night, we have a, a, a fire, fire pit there. So even if you don't buy a tree, just come sit around the fire. Uh, well, I was going to say in the old days, we'd sit around the fire and chew our tobacco and, and you know, just kind of testify. But we don't, we don't have no chewing in there. But uh, we'll come. You can just come and fellowship. Just have a good time. 
it feels good out there, all right? And then uh, Angel Tree Angels are back in the foyer. Holiday Market is Saturday night, December the 2nd. And uh, that's uh, time for chicken tortilla soup, hot cocoa, shopping, and all that stuff. A ladies' event there. But I think they'll let a guy in there, too. And then don't forget, in, in not this coming Friday, but next Friday. Is that right? Next, yeah, next Friday. Not this Friday, but next Friday. For unto y'all dinner theater. Can you imagine? It's only two weeks off. Choir has worked hard already, but it's going to be, they're going to work even harder. That whole week they're scheduled every night to work. It's going to be a tremendous thing. We're having a cranberry apple glazed pork loin with all the trimmings. That's what I'm talking about. It's going to be good. So you see all the information. Bring folks. Let's pack this place out. We'll have the dinner theater at the Grand Hall and then come over here for the show. And then let me just remind you, and tickets are available out in the foyer. Uh, the memorial service for Miss Laquita is Saturday morning, 10 o'clock visitation, 11 o'clock uh, memorial service. And so we, we, uh, we're just praying for that family. I appreciate them so much. All right? We've, yes, sir. Yes, uh-huh. Oh, it's on. Is it? Uh, due to the change that we're fixing to go through <laughs> starting next week, for the next two weeks, I will have a list out here in the foyer for all you ushers and wannabe ushers. I would appreciate it greatly. There will be two lines, one for the early service, one for the late, for you to sign up so I'll know which service you're going to be attending to so myself and Keith Parker can get the ushering worked out. Well, appreciate all y'all that do volunteer. Guys, this is a, some don't quite look at it, but this is a very important task. And uh, we like to keep it as professional as we can. And y'all, again, are doing a super job. I appreciate it. Keith, appreciate it. But please, for the next two weeks, if you'll sign up, on which service you're going to attend, it'll be a great help to where we can get everything lined out. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You feel like that's going to pass, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> Thank you. There's a prophet right there, and he doesn't even know it. All right. <laughs> All right. Ms. Emma, come if you would. Emma, uh, I said Snyder. It's Mezick. Mezick. Emma Mezick. Come, Dale. And Emma comes down this morning. She's been saved, knows that she's saved, ready to meet the Lord, but she's never been scripturally baptized and wants to do that, follow the Lord in baptism uh, before any of this wedding or anything comes up. So if you rejoice with that, would you say amen? Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Ms. Vernie. Ms. Vernie King comes from First Baptist Church, Decatur. And uh, she's living here with her son, used to play the piano, saved at nine years old, loves the Lord, and wants to be a part of Woodland Hills. How do you receive her? Amen. Do you know anybody here? I, I know Gracie. Gracie? And she's not here this morning, is she? And this lovely lady with the silver hair. Come on, uh, Miss Be Betty. Is she talking about you? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's a lot of silver hairs in that area. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of no hairs there too. All right. I want you to come by and give these the right hand of Christian fellowship. Then exit out that door and vote. 
and then go have a wonderful lunch together today. All right? Would you stand together this morning? I love to tell the story. Twill be my theme and glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Brother Dan, lead us in our closing prayer. Dan Adams.